I got a text from one of our executives today, literally saying, thank you for completely trusting me and having confidence that I own this and I know what I'm doing. Right. Right. And it it kind of just choked me up just a little bit because I'm like, that is my goal, right? Right. I want my team members to feel like they are absolutely trusted. They are encouraged and empowered to own their jobs. Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world, helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Zeveld. Welcome to the One Next Step podcast. I'm Trisha. Hey guys, I'm Lisa, also known as LZ, and I am super excited about today's topic. How about you two? You excited too? Yes. I mean, we're talking productivity, my favorite word. I know, (laughs) I know. And really the impetus for today's topic is we've had a rough year. It's kind of um, interesting to think that we are over a year of this whole pandemic thing, and a lot of different industries had different outcomes. Unfortunately, we have industries who suffered greatly. And, you know, for that, it's heartbreaking. And then other industries have really seen phenomenal growth. And so the reason for the topic is those who are seeing that phenomenal growth as leaders, how are you staying productive with so much more yet to do? And depending upon your personality style, it's even easier to become more of a dare I say that, a micromanager. And that's what we don't want to do because you start to lose productivity when you feel like you've got to be in all the tiny little details over and over again. I know you felt that T, right? Yes. I mean, typical control freak leadership tendency (laughs) says, right, when we are feeling pressure to do more, we have a tendency to kind of drag ourselves down into the weeds, we like to call them over here. So we we can easily, as leaders, when there's a lot going on inside an organization, feel pulled down right. into things maybe we didn't get involved with before. We think we're trying to help. We're trying mm-hmm. to serve our team. But we're serving nobody well because then we wind up, we wind up at a place where we are we're micromanaging. We're running out of hours in our day. We're not being productive. And our team doesn't like to feel like they're being micromanaged. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole idea is that you're going to hire adults. And adults should know that they have a job to do, and they should do that job very, very well. And so when we feel like we're overscheduled or we have too much on our plate, it, it really has the opposite effect on our team members because they sort of feel like they're doing something wrong. And ultimately, that makes them less productive. And then they trust us less, too, which doesn't feel good. Yes, yes. I mean, that's that's the unfortunate part about uh, micromanaging is that, you know, it has the opportunity, the unfortunate opportunity to break relational capital instead of build it or, to your point, lead to distrust or an employee thinking maybe they're not doing something right or correct. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you're all in their biz <laughs> and <Right>. they're wondering <laughs> why you're in their business. So they must they must think I'm not doing my job. Yeah. When really we're just kind of in this, you know, frenzy of there's so much going on. I got to get in there mm-hmm. and help the team because there's so much to do. But what we know to be true is that although the tendency might be to step down into the weeds and we find ourselves there often is, you know, really being able to take the step back and go, okay, what is it that I'm here to do as the leader or executive of this team? 
and and really kind of remind yourself that you're hurting potentially yourself and other people in the process, you know, yourself in that burnout, you know, trying to take on too much and getting scattered and losing productive behavior is only going to negatively affect you as a person, let alone the people that are around you. Right. And growth means that the leader needs to start thinking strategically. And you can't think strategically if you're in the weeds because you're not able to lift up your head And in a time of massive growth, you have got to start planning for the next season ahead. And, you know, perhaps in your business, that's only 12 months out. Maybe it's five years out. But you have to remember that, yes, there's a lot going on, but it's going to continue to be that way. And you have to set yourself up for future growth and future success. So strategy is going to be more important now than ever. Yeah, exactly. And and being productive, you know, that's going to be like the post-pandemic keyword. Uh, that's going to be <laughs> yeah. the next big thing is like, okay, now all of these workforces are home mm-hmm. um, and there's thriving organizations. And how do we do the work productively so that people are not just investing more time, energy, and effort? I read an article last week, or it might have been two weeks ago or so, that said that um, there is survey data now that is saying that People that are now working from home are working more than ever before. Yes. So, right, more work Mm -hmm. does not equal more productivity. Right. It just means more work. So what we want to do is avoid more hours and more work. We want to get the work done in a way that's more productive and more efficient so you can get more done in the same amount of time. Yeah, well, I think that's a great lead-in. So how would you suggest that a leader define productivity? Yeah, so for me, it's getting the right things done in an effective amount of time mm-hmm. that um, fits into your ideal work week. You know, so it's like doing yeah. the the high-efficiency items that you need to get done, those high-priority items, in the right amount of time in an efficient manner. Right. That was like a fluffy (laughs) definition. (laughs) No, no. Yeah. But and I think, too, that part of it is knowing that sometimes that may mean that you need other team members. Yes. So I think that that's probably for me where I can see that some organizations are at. They have more business than they've ever had before. Their team members are working more than they ever have before. Like you said, some some industries, they were able to go at home and work in a, in a remote office, in a home office. And so now they're saying, I am as productive as I can be. I've got tools, I've got resources, and I'm doing mm-hmm. acting efficiently to get it done, and I still can't. And I would encourage leaders to have those conversations with team members if they feel that. I learned that very early off in my leadership journey is that part of my job is to make sure that I'm removing roadblocks and I'm providing resources. And so that key to productivity is also making sure you have the right bodies to get the work done. One of the things that our team has been working on is revisiting on some cadence that makes sense, but revisiting kind of going through a delegation matrix. Mm-hmm. As a leader, I can speak for myself. What I'm responsible for today is different than what I was actually responsible for even six months ago. 
Right. We're growing. So the responsibilities are increasing and my priorities are shifting, which means I can't do all the things I did six months ago because I have to do some new and different things, which means I have to figure out who to delegate and where to delegate some items and to whom. So I think even getting in the practice of saying, you know, it's been a while. I feel overwhelmed. I have new and different work. Let Mm -hmm. me kind of go through this exercise of, you know, what I need to be doing and not need to be doing and who on my team can take on new responsibility and really offload things from you down into your team or to your point, LZ, maybe recognize through that exercise that it's actually time to bring on more manpower. You need to hire somebody to take some of that from you. If you're growing, the workload is growing. Absolutely. And I think that that's a lot of times where people get, um, especially in this remote work environment that we're in right now, is that leaders aren't having a good pulse on perhaps what's happening because they're so used to using more of a surveillance um, mm. you know, methodology. They could see you yeah, in the cubicle typing. <laughs> so it meant you right. were doing work. Yeah. Right, right. So they could go over at six o'clock, maybe if they were getting to re- leave, ready to leave and say, hey, Trisha, you're done for the evening, right? Hey, get, get you know, get out of here and go home. They know perhaps if there's too many people working on the same project. But when everybody is working remotely, that that becomes a little bit mm-hmm. more difficult if you're not in the habit of already doing it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a question I hear often from Mm -hmm. people outside of, you know, our organization is, but how do you know what's getting done or not done because you can't see them in the office? Like, how do you know if they're um, slacking or overworking, Mm -hmm. which is huge, you know, which boils down to, you know, KPIs and results Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Are they are they completing everything they need to on time? Mm-hmm. Are they achieving the goals and KPIs you set out for them? Then I would go with a thumbs up. Yes, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, regardless of the time. Right. Yeah. And as you are creating a growing organization, it's really adding layers in there so that you perhaps as the business owner, or if you're an executive, that you've got layers down there. And I know that this is probably something, Tricia, that would be easy for you to speak to now as our CEO right? I mean, there's parts of our business that you can't possibly be micromanaging. You honestly have to trust that they are being productive, but you've built in layers of other leaders and built in layers of accountability, such as those KPIs and those dashboards and those metrics to make sure they're doing it. So I'd love to hear kind of your thoughts on now in your position, sort of that level of trust and maybe some of the processes or tools you've put in place to help you know that your team is doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, it goes with having the right people Mm -hmm. um, that you, you actually do trust and are experts at what they're doing. Like, for example, you. I don't have to worry about our finances and our budgets and our cash flow and our income statements. Um, Mm -hmm. For Belay, I don't feel the need or desire to have to comb them or review them because you are done that. You are doing that. You are a specialist in that area. You know more than I do, and I 100% trust you. And then you're just feeding the net of that up to me. Right. So you're just saying, hey, I looked at everything, X, Y, Z. Here's what you need to know. Here's what we should talk about. And we move on. So I am so out of the weeds with it because I have absolute faith in the people that are around me and what they own. So I don't feel the need to micromanage, you know, because I, yeah. you know, there's a peace of mind to knowing 
they've got it covered. Truly, they've got it covered. So I think it starts with having the right people who are experts in what they're doing and developing kind of what is that communication strategy up to you as a leader. totally. So similar but different, you know, our marketing, our director of marketing, you know, marketing doesn't have like a monthly review or reporting that they do necessarily like you would in finance. But so I'm able to just get a weekly update up to me from her, kind of Mm -hmm. all the things happening in marketing, lead tracking, and I have visibility into some of the reports that I need, but I don't feel the need to go down into anything or micromanage or get involved with the weeds because I'm being fed the information up at a certain cadence that's predictable to me. I know every right. Friday I'm going to get the update from marketing, so I just don't have to think about it until I, I see the update on Friday. Right, right. Well, I think that's the key, too, that you're talking about very also affordable ways to have accountability that also breeds productivity. Because sometimes I think as leaders, we can be wowed by the newest technology out there and all of these fancy tools. And those are super, super helpful. And they might work for a particular organization. Mm -hmm. But you're basically saying just good old fashioned communication, like write a note. Truly. Truly. <laughs> I mean, because I, I can see how many leads we have for the month, you know, yeah, from the marketing. Because we I have fancy technology, have, right? Right, because we have awesome tools that I can go see how many there are and what they are. But the commentary yeah. that comes with right. it from the marketing director is what, here's what it is, and, and, ba-ba-ba, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, same thing for you for finance. You can be like, up, oh, all the numbers match, and, but, and we're exceeding this, or we're falling short on here. Right. It's the commentary that really gives me peace of mind, and then mm-hmm. allows everybody, allows, you know, all, all leaders on our team to feel like they're empowered, they completely own their area, they're trusted to own the area. I got a text from one of our executives today literally saying, thank you for completely trusting me and having confidence that I own this and I know what I'm doing. Right. Right. And it it kind of just choked me up just a little bit because I'm like, that is my goal, right? Right. I want my team members to feel like they are absolutely trusted and have confidence. They're not micromanaged. They are encouraged and empowered to own their jobs. And and to me, that that was like, all right. Well, and I think as as the leader, you setting the stage too, because I'm I'm thinking we got some listeners out here who say, okay, I might have that team member who I say, hey, do you mind just giving me a weekly update? That'll go. Why do you need a weekly update? Do you not think I'm doing my job and all those things? Mm-hmm. But I think it's because you have set it up so well to set the stage to say this isn't because I don't trust you. It's just because I'm leading this organization and I want to make sure that I'm speaking about it in the way that's correct. I want to make sure that I'm able to cast vision and create strategy because I know enough of the details, uh, you know, to to be a little Mm -hmm. bit dangerous, right? Like you just need just enough. But but when you put it in in those words and that context, it really starts to empower the team members that they're almost like giving you a gift Like, I'm giving you a gift. I'm giving my leader a gift because I'm keeping them updated. 
I'm not giving them this because they don't think I'm doing my job. And when you have that type of communication and that real trust and ultimately respect for one another, then that's where the magic happens. And I know that we say that all the time here at Belay, another one of our our leaders um, who's actually been on the podcast before, Krisha, and I were talking about that yesterday, that we are so cohesive and we all trust each other. So when we're asking for things from our team members, it's coming from a really good place. Yeah, I could not agree more. It's coming from a place of, you know, knowledge, knowledge is power. You know, it's it's a silly phrase, but it's absolute truth. And I feel that way as the leader is that Mm -hmm. I want to be informed, not that I need to be part of a decision or a process or a problem solving episode. Um, I love all those things, however, but I mostly just want to be informed Mm -hmm. so that I'm aware. And I've said, you know, I want to understand the plight of the team. Where are the struggles and the problems? I don't want to be up in a corner remote office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't be an executive in a quarter office that is yeah. clueless to what is happening in our organization. So it's important for me to feel like I have a good understanding of what the, um, where we're at, honestly, yeah. in a way, to your point, again, going back to in a way that allows me to lead with peace and not be micromanaging. Yeah, exactly. And again, now more than ever, as teams are starting to work remotely, this is super important. We want to grow big businesses. We want to have, you know, respected team members. We want to have trust. And all of this is possible when you are no longer feeling like you have to micromanage. So, Gosh, this has been a super fun conversation. Hasn't it? It's good. I would say to all you, get out of your weeds, everyone, (laughs) if you're listening. If you're overwhelmed, delegate some stuff and pay attention to where you're spending your time, energy, and effort so you can be the most productive version of you. Totally. I love how you wrap that up. Well, listeners, you know, we always have a one next step for you. And this week we have a download. So please head on over and grab the Productivity E-Guide. It is packed full of tips and tricks that will help you maximize your productivity. Yeah. So you'll just need to text the phrase one next step to 31996 or visit onenextsteppodcast.com and you'll get access to today's resource to help you keep moving forward. Thank you guys for joining us. We will see you next week for another great episode of The One Next Step. Start by making today count, you guys. Check out next week's episode when we'll have Bob Rogers, the president and CEO of Street Grace. He'll share how his organization is eradicating sex trafficking and shed light on the future of nonprofit work. Here's a sneak peek into our conversation with Bob. I think the first thing anybody can do is just ask themselves, what resonates with me? It may be food insecurity, it may be homelessness, it may be education, healthcare, it could be sex trafficking. But what makes you sit up a little bit straighter and lean in a little bit more? And wherever you are, there's somebody or some bodies in your community that's doing that. Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.